It's Thursday. You know what that means. Welcome in the Highly Disputed. My name is Dylan Bishop. Uh, not with me as always, Ryan Stickle. This is a this is a rare solo pod on my part here. This is just a little mini episode here that I wanted to record before the end of tonight. Busy schedule this week. Was not able to get a recording time in with Ryan before the NFL draft, which is tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday. So I wanted to get in a quick little top 10 mock draft, which is something that I've, I've done on this show for the last couple of years. If you follow me on Twitter, if you've listened to the show, you know that I invest time and effort into predicting NFL draft, at least the top of it. You know, every year, once you get past about 10, it all starts to fall apart anyway. In all reality, it usually starts to fall apart after about two, three, four picks in. But we try our best to act like we know at least the top 10. Uh, we probably don't. No one does. Not even the teams that are picking. But we try our best. So I decided to go ahead, get into this mock draft. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Villain Bishop, you see I posted one yesterday, but I wanted to get one in on the podcast, and I'm actually going to change it up a little bit from what I tweeted, because in the wee hours of the night, it seems like things have started to develop in other places. And also, you just kind of think about stuff a little longer, and you change your mind a little bit. So, let's get into this. I think it's been pretty clear for at least a week or two, the first pick in the draft to the Carolina Panthers after their trade-up with the Chicago Bears. It's got to be Bryce Young. It just is. Should it? I don't know. I haven't dug into the tape. Like I said, it's not my job to tell you how good these players are going to be because no one really knows. It's very situation-dependent. Guys like Josh Allen come into the draft. They seem like they're not going to be anything, but they get to the right team, and after a year or two, look at Josh Allen. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And then other guys go to other teams, and they just do nothing because of the team itself not putting them in a good situation, or they just have bad work ethic or character issues, whatever you may have, that we on the outside don't know about. So it's it's kind of a fool's errand to try to predict how good players are going to be. It's also a fool's errand to try to predict who's going to be picked with what pick by what team. But it's at least, it makes me feel better. I feel better about my ability to do it, you know? Because at least, you know, it happens all at once. There's no situation-dependent thing. And it's like, well, you know, maybe he's going to be the third pick, but we won't know about that until two years after the draft. No, it's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll know tonight. We'll know tonight. I also can't make money off of figuring out if Bryce Young is going to make a Pro Bowl or not, but I can make money off of uh, figuring out who the third pick in the draft will be. Anyway, first pick, definitely Bryce Young. That's been clear for a couple weeks now. Uh, when the Panthers traded up, there was this idea that you know they were going up probably for one quarterback, maybe two that they liked, and they would figure out from there which one they liked. I think every team that was going up, it was kind of consensus that Bryce Young was the guy. Maybe they could be talked into someone else. We saw with the 49ers. The report was that they went up to the number three pick in 2021. 
with the idea to draft Mac Jones, but then they fell in love with Trey Lance. So, boy, it's uh, it's really working out for them, isn't it? And it would have worked out real well with Mac Jones too. It's not really it wouldn't have worked out either way, but Trey Lance still at least has some potential in him. Anyway, that first pick is obvious. When we get to number two, it already starts to go off the rails because we really don't know. The idea for weeks and months leading up to this was the Texans need a quarterback. And yeah, they tried to trade up to number one because they love Bryce Young. But starting maybe about a week or two ago, it started to come around that they might not really love any of the other quarterbacks enough to pick them at number two, like C.J. Stroud which would be my pick for number one overall in this draft, but I'm not the one making the decisions. But now we've gotten into the last 24 hours up until the draft, and word's starting to trickle out that the Texans might try to trade up from number 12 in this draft and get a quarterback or perhaps even trade down from number 12 and do some other weird stuff, like maybe trade up from number 30, the first pick of the second round, 33, to pick a guy like Hendon Hooker or an Anthony Richardson or something if they fall. Or they could just try, I don't know, trade all the way up to number three and pick C.J. Stroud there, which would then lead to the galaxy brain theory of someone like Josh Norris of Underdog Fantasy who says, well, what if they just... or uh, Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network to say, well, what if they just pick the quarterback at two and when they trade up to three, they pick Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson? Uh, I don't think that deal is going to end up getting done. We'll get to that. But I think Will Anderson ends up being the number two pick. I think as of even just 24 hours away from where I'm speaking right now, I thought the second pick was going to be Tyree Wilson. Uh, but then word has started to trickle out that the injury, foot, ankle, whatever it may be of Tyree Wilson, is concerning to some teams, including the Texans. Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network reported that uh, a couple days ago. And then the last straw for me, the smoking gun, was Lance Zerline of NFL.com, very well connected to the Houston Texans, had been sp- speaking up talking up Tyree Wilson for weeks, even a month at this point, as the pick for the Texans. He was the first guy on it. But then just yesterday, he started saying Will Anderson instead. He said he, he still said it very well could be Tyree Wilson, but the medicals are concerning. So I think it's going to be Will Anderson at number two to the Houston Texans. I don't think any trades are going to get done at that spot, even though I think they would also like to trade down. The spot where it continues to be weird is the Cardinals at number three because they very clearly, they are screaming at the top of their lungs, we do not want to make this pick. Please give us some picks. We will come down to your spot. But the thing is, it it takes two to tango. They need someone to give them enough draft capital that they feel it's worth it. And if you ask me, I think the only teams that are going to come calling for that third spot or the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans at number 12. So that's a 11 and 12 Titans and Texans to try to get ahead of the Colts at number four. So it starts to speak and you can start to do the, the theories in your head of, well, if they want to come up above the Colts, 
does that mean that the Colts actually are going to target the guy that everyone says they will, Will Levis? Or does it just say that maybe the Titans and the Texans want Will Levis? Or do all three teams want C.J. Stroud? Or do these teams not have any idea what the other one wants? So they're just guessing, and they're like, well, they're going to pick a quarterback, so let's try to get up to number three to make sure that they don't draft the one that we want. I think in the end, it's not going to get done. And the Cardinals are going to stay and pick at number three. It's just a lot of capital it would take to go from three down to 11 or 12, or vice versa, for to come up from 11 to three. And I think as much as the Titans would like to go up, I just don't know if the price is going to get met. Maybe the Cardinals are willing to take a discount, and eventually it'll get done. And as soon as the Texans at number two show that they're not taking a QB, the deal with the Titans, or the Texans again, gets done. Uh, But probably the Titans if it were to be one way or the other. But I say that the Cardinals stick at number three begrudgingly, and they take Paris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle, from Ohio State. Uh, Kyler Murray apparently wants them to make this pick, and the whispers have started to grow into yells at this point. That might be a little much, but it's definitely at least a uh, an inside voice that is not a whisper, if nothing else. So I think that's the direction it's going to go. It could very well be whichever edge rusher the Houston Texans don't take. But I'm going to go off the board with the weird pick and just the timing of everything. Tony Pauline, another bring bring him up again, nailed the Texans' third overall pick of Derek Stingley about four days out from the draft last year. And he was the first one again about three or four days out from the draft to say hey, there's talk now of an offensive tackle with the third pick. And it's one of those things that, for me, it was just, it was too far out of left field to discount. Like, you hear some smoke, you hear things as the draft season rolls around, and you think, that sounds fake, that sounds like a smoke screen. I think people tend to overrate just how much information out there is fake Versus a smoke screen. I tend to think that these past three days have had more smoke than the two weeks prior. That's just a general gut feeling and vibe. Um, and I tend to think that every year. But I'm going with Paris Johnson Jr. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. They're going to take a quarterback. No one seems to really know for sure which one, but I think there's just been too much yelling about Will Levis, quarterback from Kentucky. Whether they should or not, it just makes sense to me that Jim Irsay would love Will Levis, and Chris Ballard apparently does too, and he has for a while, and I believe these rumors that he can be the second quarterback off the board here. Adam Schefter has been on this for a week or two, making the bet live on ESPN with Dan Orlovsky, the regrettable bet for Orlovsky, the that he has to pay a hundred dollars if he loses, and Adam Schefter only has to pay ten if he loses. Do some math, please, please Orlovsky. He doesn't understand. He doesn't. He didn't know what ten to one meant. So that being said, I think could this be Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud? Sure, but I'm going to go with Will Levis. 
That brings us to number five, Seattle Seahawks. It seems to be like split right down the middle, whether teams outside of Seattle think that they'll pick Jalen Carter with this pick, defensive tackle from Georgia. Might be the best player on the field in the draft, but he has these off-the-field issues. I, I'm i split down the middle. I, I've gone back and forth on this, but I think that they will make the pick here. I think it was Albert Breer, while not the most trustworthy of the insiders in the world, was the one that I finally saw make the, the statement, said Pete Carroll loves this guy and would like to have him on his team. Like, all right. And I see enough other people in the know have this slotted in as the fifth pick. The betting odds, you can't always trust them because they're very sensitive and it only takes a relatively small amount of money to move them. But they also have Jalen Carter as a pretty heavy favorite to go fifth to the the Seahawks. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to ride with it and say Jalen Carter to the Seahawks. Another one that seems to be kind of a lock for a lot of people is the Lions at six with Devin Witherspoon, the corner from Illinois. I I've, I wish the Lions would take a quarterback here, especially with C.J. Stroud on the board for me in this mock. But it just doesn't seem like they're going to. They got Jared Goff under contract for another year. I guess they'll, they'll worry about it then. Maybe they'll bring back Goff because he's been fine for them. Like, borderline good. They could do better, but I think they'll probably stick. Or, I mean, they have the 18th pick. Let's see if any quarterbacks fall down there. But for now, Devin Witherspoon, Illinois corner at number six. Number seven, the Raiders seem like this has been my spot for C.J. Stroud for a while. But as we get closer, I mean, as even as far as my mock yesterday, I had C.J. Stroud as a pick. But I've been thinking over the last week or half a week, hearing stuff from Todd McShay and others that's just... Man, it just doesn't feel like they're going to take a quarterback. They wanted to trade up to number one for Bryce Young. I've heard C.J. Stroud is their number two quarterback from Tony Pauline. But Pauline's gotten some stuff wrong. Last year, he said Charles Cross, offensive tackle from Mississippi State, wouldn't fall past number six to the Panthers. And then the Panthers uh, ended up picking Iki Aquanu instead. But, you know, that, that report was probably in my, with the idea in mind that Aquanu wouldn't be there. But, so he's reported that Stroud wouldn't fall past. Benjamin Albright, what a name there. But he's also said the same thing. But I don't know. I've heard enough about the Raiders not being in on quarterbacks. That I just, who likes C.J. Stroud? Other than, you know, the people that have watched college football and understand football. But, like, in the NFL, the decision makers, the, the people that aren't as smart, you know, just how it usually goes, which team likes C.J. Stroud? The Colts seem like they do, but it also seems like they like Will Levis more. The Texans seem like they do, but not enough to pick at number two. I'm, I'm just not sure that anyone in this top seven is going to take him. But that leads me to number eight. Well, let me say who I think the Raiders are going to pick. First of all, Tyree Wilson on the board here, Christian Gonzalez as well. Uh, It's kind of a coin flip between them, but I've heard enough of them picking corner 
and there's the medical concerns on Tyree Wilson. I'll say that they go Christian Gonzalez at number seven. Number eight, but the Falcons. The Falcons really want to trade out of this pick from what it seems, or at least they're, they're making a lot of calls about trading back is what it seems. I think if they stayed at this pick, there's a good chance it would be Tyree Wilson or Bijan Robinson, from what I've heard. I think these calls for a trade back, this is where the deal gets done. I think the Titans and the Texans do want to trade up as far as number three, but I don't think they're going to need to. And I think they know that. I think they understand at this point that the Colts are going to take a quarterback, but there's more than one quarterback that'll be on the board once you get past Seattle and once you get past Detroit and once you get past the Raiders. I think this is the spot the Titans, I'm going to say, trade up the number eight and they pick C.J. Stroud. The Falcons go back to 11. Stroud sits behind Ryan Tannehill for a year. Maybe he beats him out in training camp. Who knows? Maybe Tannehill struggles like four games in. C.J. Stroud comes in. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting. Uh, Tannehill's got a big contract on the downslide of his career. Titans offense isn't very good. Derrick Henry might get traded. They're moving on. They're trying to start a new era. That puts me at number nine with the Bears. I think, from what I've heard, the Bears board goes Jalen Carter, Paris Johnson, Peter Skaronsky. And in this situation, Jalen Carter and Paris Johnson are off the board. So, we go with Peter Skaronsky. Uh, the uh, offensive tackle from Northwestern, who will most likely be a guard in the NFL. And that leads me to number 10. Finally, with the Eagles, uh, I think Tyree Wilson on the board here, they take him. I think that stops his slide, and the Eagles get a really good edge rusher to add to the fold. Uh, they would have liked offensive tackle, or offensive line in general. I think they would have taken Skaronsky here. Maybe not with Tyree on the board, but they would have. Uh, in some situations, at the very least. So that's the top 10. Uh, I'm going to throw in a little, little extra here and say after the Falcons traded back from 8 to 11, they picked Bijan Robinson. And Texans at number 12, this is the interesting one. Anthony Richardson's still on the board. I don't know if they're going to take him. Again, just no one's... There's really... Like, if C.J. Stroud's a mystery, it's really a mystery on which teams like Anthony Richardson. And I don't know. I'll I'll say that they pick Anthony Richardson. Sure. And my mock I did yesterday, I have them trading down from this spot. And I, have the, I had them eventually trading back up in this first round and taking Hendon Hooker. But for this, for this exercise, let's say if they're trying so hard to trade up for a quarterback that they would, they would take Anthony Richardson at number 12, sure. But that, the idea of them trading up for Hendon Hooker from the 33rd pick into, you know, the 20s, late teens, whatever it might be, very much on the board as well. And I think if Anthony Richardson were to get past this 12th pick, you got to start to look out for the Vikings to trade up for him and take him before perhaps 
he falls to 20 and the Seahawks take him. It's a very possibility. A very high possibility. So with that, there's your there's your top 12 mock draft for this year, I guess. Um, if you want me to, uh, you, who cares what you want? I'm going to say it anyway. Sorry. We hate our audience. You should know this by now. Where do I think the Shepard players in this draft will fall? Joey Fisher, Tyson Bagent, Ronnie Brown. You even throw Brian Walker in the mix. I start out, I, you know, Brian Walker's not going to get drafted. Uh, could he find himself on an NFL practice squad? Maybe. I think it's more likely that he's a USFL or XFL guy. Ronnie Brown, I think, would do fantastic in the USFL or XFL. But I think he can make his way onto a practice squad. Or better, in the NFL. He's got the speed to do it. And I think he's going to get a shot at it, from what it sounds like. The athletic profile is there that I think the teams are going to be interested and give him a chance. Tyson and Joey. Joey Fisher's getting drafted. That just seems to be the long and the short of it. How high? Uh, Mel Kuyper had him as a late third-round pick in his three-round mock draft. I have a feeling that that was more of a device for Mel Kuyper to get people on board with knowing the name Joey Fisher because he's heard it a lot rather than the idea that he will actually go in the third round. Now, Joey himself has said that he's heard it grades of anywhere from day two to day three. But a lot of times, teams with day two grades on players, they have grades on those guys that fall to day three all the time. You hear teams talk about it all the time. It's like, oh, we had a first round grade on this player that we got in the third round. We had a day two grade on this guy that we got in the sixth round. That happens a lot. So... I'm guessing Joey gets drafted in about the fourth or fifth round. I'm going to say fifth, and then I'll say, like, give or take. Although, athletic profile, who knows? He he could go in the fourth. I'll say the fifth, though. As for Tyson, I mean, it just just seems like there's, there's not a lot of noise about him getting drafted. Not very high, at least. Like, not in the fifth round. Like, Joey probably will be drafted by. It sounds like the Division II competition thing is a a holdup for enough teams to where, you know, teams have been telling Tyson, just, well, you know, we'd give you a shot in priority free agency, maybe late pick. It, It sounds like he's heard a lot of talk of, hey, We'll we'll pick up the phone and call you if you if you don't get drafted. It just seems like the debate. He's very prepared to not be drafted, but he might be. You could think he'd go in the sixth or seventh round. I think that's very much a possibility. Sometimes when you get to the seventh round, you get you start getting down that low. Maybe at that point, you might not want to get drafted, because at that point. Last towards the seventh round, teams start calling up those guys that are still left on the board and say, hey, if you don't get drafted, we'll be interested in signing you. And you get enough of that. If you don't get drafted, instead of going in the seventh round, you might have a choice of two, three, four, 
five teams to sign with instead of being stuck with whatever, whichever one drafts you. And the difference between whether a seventh-round pick makes a roster or an undrafted free agent makes a roster, not a whole lot of a difference. That's not going to be a holdup. It's like, well, this guy's only a, a priority free agent, so we can cut him, versus, oh, we can't cut our one of our draft picks. When it's a seventh-round pick, you can get cut very easily. I mean, third and fourth-round picks get cut sometimes in, in training camp. It happens. But I'm going to guess that Tyson gets drafted. Sure. I don't, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be negative. I'm going to be optimistic. Say in the seventh round, he gets drafted by the Chicago Bears. Uh, Tyson said that he got a nice personalized letter from the Bears when they shipped him his draft hat. Apparently seven teams shipped Tyson draft hats. So do with that information what you will. One of them was the Bears. And his dad said that it included a very nice personalized note from uh, Luke Getze, if I remember correctly. Offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach, one of the two. The one that coached him at the Senior Bowl. I believe it was the quarterbacks coach of the Bears who was the offensive coordinator in the Senior Bowl. Don't quote me on that, but that might be it. And the Bears could use, you know, every team could use another quarterback, really, because a lot of them like to roster two quarterbacks during the season, but they can't do that anymore. They have to have three quarterbacks active during every game in the regular season this year. And of course, during the preseason, they would too as well, because obviously. So there's a chance, and that, that third quarterback does not have to be on the 53-man roster. You're allowed to call up a... 54th player, technically, from the practice squad and make them your emergency quarterback, your emergency third quarterback. So, that's a very big opening for Tyson to be getting time on active rosters in the NFL, even if he doesn't make a 53-man roster at the end of the preseason when the cuts come in. He could very well get drafted, get cut, and then get re-signed to the same practice squad for the same team, and then be active for all 17 games of the regular season because he's the emergency quarterback. It's very possible. If he's on a practice squad, other teams can also sign you, steal you off of someone's practice squad, and sign you to their active roster. And we see how many injuries there are over the course of a season with quarterbacks. So it's very, very possible. So that's that's my prediction. Joey Fisher goes fifth round. Tyson Bajan goes seventh round. I'll go as far as to say this. The Bears that pick Tyson. But who knows? And that's it for this little mini solo episode Different one than usual from your your usual highly disputed. Had to get something in before the draft. You know, talk a little talk a little ball. And hopefully we'll get in some good stuff next week. Maybe even as early as tomorrow, a full episode, somewhere over the weekend or early next week. We'll play it by ear. 
You'll know it when it drops, if nothing else. And with that, say happy draft day and go Rams.